As the citywide blackout continues to cause mayhem in Los Angeles, Athena races to save her family from tragedy. Meanwhile, Eddie must make a difficult choice about his future, and Maddie makes a life-changing decision. Hi everyone, I'm Mel. Oh, I'm Del. I guess we have to do intros. <laughs> and uh, Maria's still here. Yeah. No, so this was... We literally said at the beginning of the last episode this was gonna be one giant episode, but um, we were we, we were finished. lying. Yeah, we did lie. Um, we finished talking about episode two, and it was at like eighty minutes, and I didn't no. want to edit that much audio, so we split it. Here's the thing: <laughs> at the very beginning of the episode, we were like just rushing, like going through it, and I was like, "Oh my goodness!" Like we were going to like finish with episode two, and we're gonna have like all this time talk about episode three. Oh we my god! You're gonna finish the salad theory in one episode. <laughs> <laughs> allegory can i say something really quick about the the synopsis you just read sure i remember when that i'm sorry i'm choking i remember when that came out <laughs> casually <laughs> i was trying to swallow a haichu and talk at the same time don't do that i need to give myself a, a, a dumbbell thrust listen i can't call 911 for you from here <laughs> It's fine. I'm out of your jurisdiction. No, no. You do like the in the tsunami episode where like Maddie gets a call from um whatever hickey, that woman something hickey. Oh. And oh, she's, she's like, from Wisconsin. And she's calling from Wisconsin and she's like, You're like, calling the wrong person. Like, no, 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 my daughter's in LA. That's what you have to do. Okay, I'll I'll Google that while you're just choking on live Wait, <laughs> audio you, with me. Yeah, you you call your nine one one and then they forward you, I I think. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, the, the synopsis, it says, like, Eddie has to make a decision about his future. When I read that, I, like, I have, like, video proof of me, like, analyzing that. I thought he was trying to decide if he was going to stay in, in like, California or not, or if he was going to move back to Texas because of the health scare. Like, we have no idea what it was yet. That Those were, like, my theories. And now we know it was not that at all. It was being gay. He really, he really said a decision about, like they said, decision about his future, as if he was one hundred percent going to marry Anna, the first person he dated after his wife died. Hey, I'm so sorry. I'm, I have a laffy taffy in front of me. Um, and the joke is, what type of bow loves water? Not bug. What, what type? A rainbow. You can't see me, but I have both of the palms of my hands on my face. <laughs> When I read this, like the summary for this episode, I, I just immediately assumed that he was gonna break up with Anna. I didn't think like I didn't go like the full like thinking about like oh he could have actually like you know decided to move to like Texas back home. But then I'm like he would never leave Buck. He would never. I thought he was going to have a legit heart attack. So I thought he was gonna do something like it was gonna have to do more with like the shot or like his recovery, like how Buck had the clot after. Mm-hmm. his leg i thought it was gonna be something like that for his health his health scare and then it was just a panic attack and i was like oh i've, I've had a panic attack Can before I, so I have laughed multiple times during this arc about like stupid things the first thing i laughed about was the fact that he had a panic attack because anna was um called his girlfriend or like his like christopher's mom and the second time i like broke out into laughter on a very like serious scene was when it was revealed to us that Jeff had his um, 
penis <laughs> off. Oh my god. I did. This episode made me cry because of, like, Michael and Athena's scenes together. But then, also, this is the first episode to make me cry this season, too. Um, but I also um, similarly was laughing at that and then at Bobby later. I could not. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> Bobby just didn't give two fucks. He's like, we're getting shit done. He literally shows Let's up. Go. He, he's, he's like, since when did anarchists have rules and then just kicks over the barrier <laughs> and just straight up tells that dude I'm not supposed to smash your skull with this either I'm like Bobby what the hell Bobby that was like season one Bobby when, it was uh, not to he bring was... up my parallels Mel the parallel shut uh, up but when when Buck is like ooh like what's your little book and like Bobby like throws him up against the wall that was the energy he was giving off like he he's very guarded and there's nothing that he can do. And so he just, like, takes charge in the one thing he can do. The way that they, like, called him out, too, and he was like, Harry's been kidnapped and then walked away. I was like, you can't do that. I absolutely love that man. <laughs> He's so, kept over a theme. Yeah, so starting from the beginning of the episode, the flashback of, of Jeff, um, where we find out uh, his junk, his junk has been shot off. Athena's <laughs> yeah. a queen. She really I, is. <laughs> And then the whole, like, Michael, like, so you disarmed him. You can tell that they still love each other. It's so... Yeah. It's so good. Their relationship is so... I think their relationship's even gonna, like, just get better from here on out. Yeah. I I was worried when the, the clip came out of, like, Athena just, like, letting Jeff in. I was like, is this gonna hurt their relationship? And then immediately they, like, buddy cop it. And I was like, Never mind. They they are powerful. They are strong. They form Voltron. I have I have you can't my say notes. The word Voltron to me. I have my notes from like episode one after seeing like that promo, and I'm like, <gasps> Harry gets kidnapped. Athena and Michael are just gonna have this huge fight. I'm very worried. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, never mind. <laughs> no, and, and, instead they form Voltron. No, they had a bonding show. moment. I cradled you in my arms. No, I'm gonna. You're gonna make me go insane um i voltron is that's a different episode we're not gonna uh, that's <laughs> not now we'll i'll make us talk about it at some point because i have a lot of thoughts on that show um but uh 911. um they like they have their like buddy cop moment in the car where they're all happy and then they go to the what is it his apartment Luke's mm. apartment, his house. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know where he lives. So and he's I, all. He's also. I think he's. Is he married? I don't know. I don't know enough about Lou, and I want to. I don't know anything about him. I feel like if um, he was married, his wife would have. His wife would have noticed that he's gone for <laughs> but four I days. Wonder, I wonder if because it was a blackout, it was kind of like, hey, I'm not going to be home until like this is over. Like they're True. also on shift. Uh, but also, Jeff was in their house. If if he is married, yeah. He did change the picture on the wall. To oh, that was, that was not nice. <laughs> not at all. Messed also, up. Wait. Okay. We we skipped something. We skipped a lot of things. We're can, this is not a cohesive plot. I I'm going back to the Jeff flashback. <laughs> Jeff goes to Athena's room. And and he licks and he oh. licks her underwear. That made me so fucking uncomfortable. I just wanted to vomit. And and but that's the thing. That's what like predators do. That 
that is the exact thing that they do. They uh, they have memorabilia. He definitely had trophies. Like, remember how he had, like, that whole trophy room of yep. the videos and the things that he's stolen? Um, and he doesn't have his his penis anymore. He doesn't have his weapon of choice. Uh, but he still has these these twisted sexual desires that he conveys through um, going into their room, going through, like, her stuff, licking her underwear. Harry walks in, and he's like, are you a friend of my mom? He's like, I'm just looking in the bathroom, actually. Um, And Harry's being such the sweet kid, he is, goes, oh, there's nothing strange about this. Let me show you where the bathroom is. Which I kind of, like, I want to sit Harry down, like, can we have, like, a stranger danger talk? I know, like, all your neighbors are over, but this room is off limits to anyone, even if they work with your mom. What what was the exact conversation? He was like, I'm a friend of your mom, and then Harry just goes, from work? You don't feed them information. Yeah, (laughs) I just want to hug Harry and, like, sweetheart, honey, somebody, he's gonna have trauma. Oh my god, yeah. I would... When and he's I, he's going to pretend that he doesn't because that's what the promo was showing. Yeah, it yeah, definitely does. Once once Harry has in fact been kidnapped, he is simultaneously so smart and so dumb because he like breaks out of his little zip tie cuffs and like gets out of the trunk while Jeff isn't there, but then hides under a car so close like, to dude. the car. Like, dude, so this, just just run. Yeah. So like, here, here's the the two things that I noticed in that scene. I'm not I'm not trying to step over you, Dell. He doesn't close the the trunk. He does not. If he did, Jeff would have just driven off. You're right. I didn't even think about that. No, I was like, because he hides under a car that's really close and like is exposed from all angles. Like he's not really hidden, and then. I'm gonna take a wild guess and say that they're somewhere very close to civilization Mm -hmm. because despite the fact that it's an abandoned building and there's no reason for her to be there, that girl's walking her dog there. So, like, they they have to be somewhere near something that if he would have just ran the other way, like, the direction she came from, they would have found someone. I wonder if he ran out of time. Like, by the time he got out of the trunk, like, by the time he, like, got it open and got out, um... That he heard Jeff coming and just, like, hid where he could. I just feel like at that point, I would just book it because he had enough time to hide underneath a car. He's just been locked in a, a trunk and he finally gets out. And, like, he must have been, like, a little sluggish. And he's also, like, 10 or 11 now. I thought he was, like, almost 13. I don't know. I don't know how old Harry is. Fun fact, we have about two confirmed birthdays. Yep. And the rest we've all made up. Yeah, uh, but you know he's he's a little kid, um, and uh, the only other time he's been confronted with like real danger was when an officer um, tried to shoot him. Also, yeah, they both both of the Grant children, May and Harry, learned so much from that singular incident because Harry told that girl to record him getting through and like i don't know if he would have thought of that if he hadn't been in that situation with the mm-hmm. cop no and, he like, wouldn't have record it and then also may set up the alerts which is how she even found the video like that single situation helped them so much do you know what rubbed me like a really weird way in this episode so with what here's this woman she films it 
and then she posts it and the captain is like a she calls her snoopy karen yeah i also and i was like hold on ma'am she's like exposing your bad cops hold on like i get like there are like some people who go above and beyond and they are just trying to like ruin someone's career and someone's life and they're literally doing nothing wrong and then there's like calling you out on your bs i think they just knew karen was a buzzword on the internet and didn't entirely know what it meant and just kind of went ah being filmed a karen, a karen. <laughs> yeah which i i would not put it past him uh but it just it rubbed me the wrong way because uh and i you know i'm like the first to defend like the woman of 911 athena was just like absolutely love her i think she's an amazing character great mom uh, she always breaks the law she and, then, does. and then and then she gets consequences like she always gets consequences but they don't affect her she just keeps doing it i think they handled not only the police but their little um autonomous zone very terribly this episode uh-huh. they didn't deal with that well at all i don't know they they spend a lot of time being like they call them like uh anarchists and they're like they go out of their way to make a cop like athena goes out of her way to make a comment to these people who are clearly like distrusting of cops to be like whenever she's running after jeff and not all "All cops are bad and she's like i beg to differ whatever she says something like that i'm like you didn't there was no reason to make that comment they don't know you're a cop at this point like yeah i feel like because they're our first responder show they don't want to say anything that could you know lose that but on the other end in Brooklyn Nine-Nine in the final season they were focusing a lot on police reform which I thought was yeah brilliant a brilliant use of their platform like Rosa Diaz spoilers if you haven't seen the last season she she quits the force because she she feels like she can't work in those conditions because she is like a Latina woman who her people she has seen that that in, in 2020, the pandemic, it did not go well. And so she's like, I'm part of the problem. I'm going to quit. I feel like they need to touch on that more. They've done it a little bit every once in a while. But that's definitely something that they need. <gasps> Mommy? Mm. Mommy? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> We're talking about the very serious topic of police reform. What could possibly be making you say mommy? It, re- it really sucks that I can't see anything. <laughs> anyway, so you're just... No. So, um, uh, Melissa keeps sending pictures to the Snapchat group chat of different 911 stars. I can't even see them because I'm, I'm on the link to Snapchat, so I can't close out. So I have no idea what is happening. It's, it's not even a... It's, it's John and Grace paying a nursery. Stuff. <laughs> it's not even like a sexy picture. It's not even a good photo. I just saw Grace. I just saw Grace and it slipped. Stop. Sorry, Grace and Judd literally are so cute. They're they're the version of like what Abby and Buck could have been if they weren't bad for each other. I'm so sorry. Continue with with our very serious conversation. Wow, I'm gonna get a I'm gonna get a lovely surprise when I open the group chat. 
sexy pictures of women. No, hold on. Hold on. Judd as a father? Very sexy. It's his back. Do you see the dad pose he has? Okay. Anyways, um, I think that 911 should find a way to touch on it a little more. I I saw a lot of people, they they really hated this episode uh, because it focuses a lot on Athena, and they're like, go back to the firefighters. But it's called 911. Like when they presented the show, they said these are the three things we want to focus on: the firefighters, the 911 operators, and um, these uh, sergeants and these officers and detectives. Because uh, they're like, we have Abby Clark, we have Bobby Nash, and we have Athena Grant. Those are the three storylines we really want to focus on. And so while like it primarily focuses on the 118, season one like was meant to say we're going to focus on these three storylines, like these three things yeah there's so many characters in the show that they need to go through each person and have a good storyline to them like Mm -hmm. it's not like they can just like abandon like certain characters who are you know main characters like athena and just be like she's here athena's here no and then she's a good character and she needs to have these storylines too it's not like they can just like get rid of it do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I feel okay. like there are really strong like things that happen. Like remember May had her essay that she wrote called Living with the Enemy. Um and they briefly touch upon it and Athena approves of it and says you need to change officer to sergeant. Um and then we don't really hear about it ever again until this episode where we kind of hear about it again. And they did a poor job with it this episode. So I just think they should focus on the cops a little bit more. And I'm sure there are going to be people who, like, fight me about it if more than, like, ten people listen to this. But, um, they're like, firefighters can be bad, too. Yeah, I'm sure they can. But that's not what the main issue that, like, the media is focusing on is. I, I kind of want Athena to either step down or, like, I want, I want her to do something because now her son has this view because of what Jeff told him. And I hate that, like, Jeff is definitely going to have, like, some control even after he's dead of harry and his thoughts so yeah in the in episode two um i need to find it i wrote it down but um athena says something where is it um oh wait i found it we're good okay so um (laughs) at like 36 minutes in to episode two Athena says that if she sees Jeff again, she's going to aim higher and empty the entire clip into him. Which which is what happens. So, good job, Athena. You followed through on your promise to literally kill a man. I mean, okay. So, going to Jeff's death, because we're kind of touching on that subject. This epiphany hit me today. Uh, because I was talking about Spider-Man with someone. This reminded me of the uh, Mysterio death where Mysterio dies and, you know, Peter's there. And then even after he's dead, uh, he's, he's still, still... Over, over Peter. He's like, Spider-Man is Peter Parker. And yep. you, know, you have all of I feel like Jeff is, even though he's dead, he still has that hold. Like Doug, which I do have a thing about Doug in this episode. Why did they write Doug? Mad. Yeah. Whichever Why they write? Um, tech person on the show decided they were going to paint Doug on the wall. What was the reason? Ugh. <sighs> 
and then like have Maddie leave the show. Like I know he's dead, and I know he can't do anything, but like, what was the reason? There had to be a reason. I did not even notice that. Really? So, yeah. So to, for the members of the audience uh, who didn't notice the thing I focused on a lot, um, the wall that Harry gets like locked into, uh, in graffiti is a the big name of Doug. It takes and up I, the entire wall. And and I saw it, and immediately I was like, okay, Doug's on the wall. Jeff is locking Harry in a uh, in in the wall that has Doug on it. Like there has to be a connection here. I the second it came on screen, I was like, "This is Doug. Why is Doug here?" But a lot of the storyline was, um, even though the synopsis was like, you know, Maddie and, and Eddie and Athena. A lot of the the episode was focusing on finishing that Athena storyline. Yeah, which was really nice. I I loved how whenever, um, it was panning to see the reactions of the one eighteen, it would always do Buck and Bobby. Oh and then God. in the background, you saw Chimney, Hen, and Eddie. But it was always primarily Buck and Bobby. Yeah, whenever um, they just straight up, like, um, they say, uh, Athena says, when you come at me, you come at everyone who loves me. And then it pans to Buck and Bobby in the fire truck. It pans to Buck first and then Bobby, by the way. Um, and I feel like that's a really big nod at the um, Buck is bobby and athena's like surrogate son basically yeah yeah and i loved that and i think it's really cool that they like address that in such a small way but in a way that like if you were looking for it it's very noticeable and then Is it... sorry i just want to go back to that like that little scene the picture i sent in the group chat it was literally it was of buck in the fire truck i don't know why but it was the funniest thing to me just his facial expression was he just funny. Sits there, like deadpan in the front seat of the truck. Yeah, I just I had to laugh at that part, but then I'm, after that, I was like, "All right, <laughs> focus." Buck being in the front seat with Bobby driving, I love that. I so, do too. Uh, okay, so we're all in the firehouse, and Buck is pacing, and he's like, he's been in there forever. He hasn't even moved. And then Eddie says a line like. I don't know, like, how I would be feeling if I was Chris. I'd be losing my mind. I thought, Mel the Parallel, I thought... Stop giving yourself a nickname. <laughs> no, 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 Mel, I noticed this, too. I noticed this, too. You can't give yourself a nickname, by the way. Uh, I already have. I already have. Um, I, I noticed I, it was the tsunami. Yeah. Yep. Buck yeah, was freaking out yep. about, about Christopher and, like, looking for him. Buck is freaking out. And there is Bobby just praying and with his with his rosary, he's doing all that he can right there and then because what else are they gonna do? Like, uh, but Buck is like, we need to do something, and everyone's just oh, she's gone. Everyone, oh, like, bye, Maria. <laughs> everyone's like, hold on, like we will get plans. And there's just Buck, just freaking out because that is his little brother. Yeah, Christopher it- is his son. Harry is his little brother. Denny is his nephew. Denny is his nephew. Is that what we're going with? Yeah, okay. Denny's his nephew. And then, um, I really liked that they had Bobby, like, praying, because we haven't really seen him, like, religious since the first season, whenever he was in the church all the time and, like, basically wanted to, like, kill himself when he was done with his little book or whatever. The first season and then Bobby begins again. Those are the only, like, two big times. Okay, um, what else have we, we got a, a lot of it. This episode didn't have as much. It focuses a lot on 
the Athena storyline would get yeah we, like literally the first like probably 40 minutes are yeah. the Athena storyline and then it just kind of like all jam packs the last like 20 minutes about some of the other characters yeah not that the Athena storyline isn't important but there's not a lot to talk about oh one thing I want to address about season five is okay so in season four like they touch base on the like the pandemic but then season five it's just completely gone and I got really confused I was like I was like are they still gonna continue with the pandemic storyline and then they just aren't but then May said something about um when she was looking at the houses where trying to find Harry something about the pandemic and I'm like oh so the pandemic's just done there's not a lot to talk about with Athena like it's kind of all covered in the actual episode um Mm -hmm. But there, there is quite a bit to dig into with um, Eddie and Eddie and Mundo. Edmundo, adios, Edmundo. Oh, God. We have to make that into a sticker. Adios, Edmundo. Adios, Edmundo. We have to spell it wrong. So can you make? Like, wait, no. Can you make it? a? Can you make a muffin stick? God, oh my God! Why did she make so many muffins? <laughs> oh, I wonder. I wonder if it was like. Okay, wait, how did they make so many muffins? Exactly! The wait. oven wasn't working. Okay. Unless they decide to make so many muffins between the power being turned back on and Eddie getting home. Okay, uh, I can finish my salad theory. Okay, finish your salad theory. Okay, so um, this, it has to do with um, Eddie and Anna breaking up. Um, so, the interesting things about this episode. So this is, again, from uh, Tumblr user... Um, Fanking Diaz. Um, Wait, say and... that one more time. Like, you really have to emphasize. Fang Kink Diaz. Okay, thank you. There you go. F A N G Kink Diaz. Um, so, thank you to whoever that is. Um, and they say that two of the interesting things about this episode um, they say that Eddie comes home and we see that Anna has panic baked 17,000 muffins. <laughs> Um, and then since the blackout only just ended, she wouldn't have had time to make that many. Um, so we can assume that means the Diaz house has a gas oven that she's been using to make muffins. Um, especially because, like, they look like they're different types, too. So it's not just, like, one batter that she made a bunch of. So, um, so it's further su- this gas oven thing is further supported by the fact that she says, I don't know what I miss more, the dishwasher or the refrigerator or the air conditioning. Um... And she doesn't say the oven, even though she clearly has been baking. So um, it, it that suggests that the oven has been working. Um, and then they say, why is it interesting? Last week, there was speculation that maybe her extremely questionable salad choices were from necessity because the power was out so she couldn't make hot food. Clearly, however, this isn't the case, which means the salad choices were intentional. <laughs> So anyways, the salad choices are intentional. Um, Even more interesting, however, is the fact that the conversation leads to them breaking up over a fruit salad. (laughs) And they say, they emphasize fruit salad. And they say, I don't know about you, but that sure sounds fruity to me. (laughs) So, I hate to be this person, Del, but I do have another parallel. Stop it! (laughs) <laughs> I'm, trying, I'm trying to give you a really well thought out no, theory it's, it's a great, no, I, that, that's someone else made thank you yes, thanks to whoever uh, made it 
Her name is Emma. I looked it up. Her Did name you? is Emma. She's from Finland. Thank you Thanks, so much. Thanks, Emma from Finland. Um, so there's also the parallel of Shannon Diaz uh, to to Anna. And so, and it's both the kitchen scene. They're, they're at either, I don't remember if it was Eddie's house or uh, his parents' house. Or if they're living with their parents. It was, it, I, I saw this one too. I think it was in when they were first arguing about um, why Eddie keeps leaving. And like Shannon's like, well, I, you know, you, we need a provider. We don't need a provider. We need, you know. A father. Yeah. A father. And, and it was here's the thing. Shannon was 100% like in the right in that, that moment of like, listen, like stop running off and just like, please be here. Cause I, cause she was struggling. 100 percent uh versus anna making that comment of like and he's like we should like can we sit down and she's like no unless like you're not fine if you're gonna pass out or something god and on the floor del you know that i'm the first person to advocate for women and i remember i think maria you were watching my my stream when i was watching this yeah uh, that part and it didn't register to me what she was saying. I was just like, yeah, get it, girl. Like, because her whole, like, tone changed. I was like, I've never seen this version of Anna before, and I'm loving it. And then I rewatched it, like, the next day, and I was like, oh, my gosh. That, she's, what? Her voice dropped octaves. Yeah. When she's, when she's, like, kind of reprimanding him. And then she walks over to him and, like, tries to, like, hold his hand. But he's very, like, guarded. He, he stands cross-armed the whole time. His, his chin is up. He's not open. Like, it's a very defensive pose. And her voice softens back to what we've always heard it. And it was a very interesting acting choice. And Ryan does a very interesting job of his facial expressions. Like, when he... I love this man. When he goes, maybe you should go home first. And then he's like, who said that? <laughs> he's like, uh, uh, because you've been here for like i love like ryan's face the whole time like i said like he he acts with his face and his body uh very i would hire ryan guzman to be an actor because he just good because he is one good yeah okay (laughs) perfect like he's just a very like he he very much emotes and there's some actors and actresses that don't do that uh but he very much emotes with like his whole self and you could see it turning in his head like he was very like it was it felt awkward it was really awkward because this man has never broken up with anyone before everything he said was so cliche because he's pulling from rom-coms that he definitely has watched with buck i think we need to talk i think you need to leave maybe we should sit down i will i will say this whole episode besides like you know like the scenes where they're trying to look for harry like it's very serious but then the scenes were like you know when buck is being you know bragging about clipboard buck um he just like seems off who eddie yeah like he just you can like i almost felt like you could like feel that he was still trying to like question what he was going to do yeah. like when he got home the entire like episode not like this obviously not with the scenes with harry and like athena and all that but like the yeah part. like the just like those like little scenes that there, they did there was also this um when Anna goes to say goodbye to Christopher, you can see this very pained expression on his face because he's thinking he's taking away his son's happiness. And he's he has this stance about him uh, that very much like kind of reads like a soldier, like just trying to get through it. Like he knows it's the right thing to do, 
but it's not the thing that he really wants to do because at the end of the day, he just wants Christopher to be happy. I really hope that they don't brush past this and do like a nice time jump in the next episode and that like we pick up and Chris is like somewhat upset still. I I wonder, hear me out. So back in the first episode, they're buying the suits which yep. we know that, like, they had to buy Eddie's suit because he's in it, in the, the stupid hospital. Um, but they're, <laughs> they're buying the suits, and Christopher's not liking any of the suits. And I think it's because he was kind of just doing it for Eddie. And he also, the last time he wore the suits, like, it got mentioned, was when he went to Shannon's funeral. So then are we, like, seeing more of, like, Chris only liked Anna because... He thought Eddie he did. Eddie did, because because he go he runs to Buck and Buck's like, listen, like, it's going to work out. Like, I'm going to be here, and I wonder if he just took that to heart and went, okay, my dad really wants this, and I want my dad to be happy. And so, what if it's like this? Listen, I broke up with Anna. Like, I know that it disappoints you, and he's like, no, no, it disappoints you, right, Dad? And he's like, I thought you liked Anna. It's like, no, I thought you liked Anna. <laughs> <laughs> Well then, if if we do that, I want that scene because I want to see the, uh, the fallout, whatever way it is, if it's happy or sad or whatever from Chris and Eddie. I don't want to miss that in the time jump, but I do. I do have more salad things here. Oh, continue um, with the salad. It. So, anyways, uh, they break up over the fruit salad, which um, our our friend Emma here, because we now know her name, uh, says uh specifically that um. It, it, it is a canned fruit salad, um, and they're not saying that that's re- repressing his uh, queerness makes Eddie a canned fruit, uh, but they're not not saying it either. <laughs> so then um, the last little bit of it here is that um, the salad theory so far has been upsettingly prophetic, and that Eddie and Anna literally broke up over fruit salad. So yummy, the predictions yummy. for what happens next are that um, the buddy canon uh, moment is in the presence of or followed by a fruit salad fresh since they are no longer canned fruits the fruits are being combined into something greater than the parts of the whole that uh they will also accept um fruit smoothies or a nice fruit sorbet love that i love this <laughs> and a, a, a great way to achieve that moment could be the confession staying the night and then breakfast so you <laughs> No, I, I like this fruit salad theory. I feel like it's like the the stupid window allegory that I was going into. It's, I think so he just likes windows. I don't think it's anything more than that. <laughs> I think it, he just likes fruit. Listen, I will die on my hill that either Michael has a window kink or there's a lot to the windows. I think he just likes windows. <laughs> the window kink. Okay, um... So before he breaks up with Anna, you know, he tells that to Buck. I saw the fruitiest thing where it was like... Was it the fruit salad? <laughs> no. <laughs> Whenever Buck is in orange, he looks so good. Like, orange is very much... Oh, yeah. Yeah. His color. No. Yeah. Uh, he looks so good in that hoodie. And the only person that saw him in that hoodie was Eddie. He's dressing up for his boyfriend. And then he goes... his girlfriend's home. not there. Not he that goes Taylor's home. fault. And, okay. I absolutely love Taylor. I, I love... Okay. I love Buck. Um... And they are good people. They are just—they don't work for each other. Like that's no. okay. Like she's focusing on her career. He's yeah. focusing on his career. They just—they don't align, and that's okay. I—I I don't like Taylor's slander about like her job. It's like, oh, she's choosing her job over Buck. Look, okay, well, Buck 
was literally for five days. Like you could say the same about Chimney and Maddie and it's wrong. But because you don't like Taylor, I, I, I will defend Taylor. She hasn't done anything wrong. I, yeah. I love Taylor. I made a TikTok about her and like how I think this is going to go. Cause I wasn't sure how much we were going to touch on it in the episode. Um, but uh, someone commented and said, remember when Taylor wanted to run the news uh, when Bobby was high and seeing his dead daughter and when she used Buck for information, like trying to call me out. And I, went, I do remember that, actually. I still love Taylor Kelly. I think she's grown as a character, don't you? And they did not respond. So <laughs> I glad I, to know I ended that. The very interesting thing about the, the side characters of 911, which happens to be like most of the women, um, because everyone else has like their established partners, uh, except for uh, Chimney season one, Buck and Eddie. And they are like Tatiana is a very much a side character. Tatiana. Uh, do you remember season one Tatiana? Yeah. I yeah. remember. I just don't, I don't like her. <laughs> um, I, have, I actually have a thought about, remind me, Tatiana and Anna comparing them. Okay. Tatiana. Tatiana? Uh, Tatiana. Um, <laughs> um, and so for like these, these side woman characters, you don't see like their character development little by little like you do all the main characters. You, when the next time you see them, they're a better person and Buck acknowledges that. Yeah. Yeah. And and as an audience, we have to accept that. And there's just some audience members that are like, well, I didn't explicitly see it. And I don't know why Buck forgave her so quickly. It's like, we didn't see the little moments in between. Like, I'm sad we don't see the little moments in between, but we have to trust that Evan Buckley is not going to, to just let that slide. Like, that's, he's a very protective person with his family. So obviously Taylor has been redeemed in his eyes. There's also a nice, like, season's time skip between the next time we see Taylor and when she's first introduced. Yeah. yeah. A lot can happen. So, my Tatiana on a thing. Uh, in season one, Chimney gets a rebarb through his skull and ends up in the hospital. And Bobby goes and he begs Tatiana, just sit with him in the hospital. That's all I ask. Like, my, my friend is dying. Just sit with him in the hospital. And she says no. You know, she has that, she has that choice. She, she says no. Then we have Anna sits with Eddie when he's in the hospital the whole time. And Buck takes care, takes care of Christopher. And I think that's very interesting because Eddie wakes up and he doesn't necessarily want Anna there. Like he immediately calls for Buck um, versus like Jimmy wanted Tatiana there. He wanted to feel loved by people who weren't just his coworkers. And I, I, I like that parallel. I'm sorry. That's, I, I only have parallels. It's all you ever add. You need more substance. No, that's, uh, why, that's why I'm here. Yeah, but. I'm I'm Mel the Parallel in your substance. Oh, oh, thanks. I don't even get a nickname. <laughs> I can't. Del the substance? Substance. Oh my god. <laughs> I don't want it to be substance. That's gross. We'll, we'll think of it. We'll come back with it. So, Mel the Parallel is staying. Is it? Yeah. All uh, right. Oh, wait, another uh, moment in my notes from earlier when we were talking about uh, Bobby going wild when we, like, jumped around to that at mm -hmm. the very beginning. I'm looking at, like, the end, and I just have this stuck at the very end of my notes. <laughs> um, I, it, it just says, Bobby has gone absolutely feral. He says, we don't need keys, and then just drives through the gate. <laughs> absolutely love this man. <laughs> He's like, I have the keys right here. He's like, mm -mm, doesn't matter. Love this man. Um, okay. Maddie. 
Maddie. Ugh. So many oh. people are mad at oh. the writers. He's on maternity leave. What are you going to do? I think they would have been, like, everyone would have been happier if Maddie had been killed instead of just leaving. Everyone's like, this is so out of character for her. It's not. Also, she's on maternity leave. <laughs> Jennifer Love Hugh is on maternity leave raising her son. I'm sorry. Like, <sighs> She's definitely not coming back until either the mid-season finale or, like, the second half of the season. So... I don't know how long her maternity leave is because when she was on Criminal Minds, she didn't do acting for a year. She was on maternity leave for a whole year. Yeah, and, and then she didn't come back to Criminal Minds. But yeah, she didn't come back at all. Um, Kate Callahan was no more. Uh, and then, I don't know if Maddie's going to come back season 5B or just season 6. I, yeah, think she's gonna, I think she's going to come back season 5 That's why. Because I don't know when they're, when they're going to be starting filming because she might either. still be on maternity leave. Because I don't own her contract. I feel like she might come back in, like, the season, like, the mid-season finale, but, like, not in person. Mm. Because then she can still be, like, she can be, like, in her house. Yeah. And just be, like, like, actually zoom into set. And, like, that could be her being, like, I'm okay, guys, just so you know. I've been doing this thing just so that people know where, like, where she is. Because I feel like that's going to get resolved by that point. I don't know. She'll be back in person. I have a lot of thoughts about Evan Buckley. I it, always have a lot of thoughts about Evan Buckley. I, he's always on my brain. Um, <laughs> yesterday, I think totally about him re- all day, every day. Yesterday, totally wrecked me because I had a midterm and I could not stop thinking about the Buckley siblings. Uh, because going back to the episode, the one that got away, Maddie makes that promise to Buck, like, "I will never leave you," uh, and that promise was made. Like the writers wrote that. Without knowing that Jennifer Love Hewitt was going to take maternity leave in two years from that time. They, they didn't know that when they wrote it. And so it definitely was meant to be, like, to be held and, and to stay. And the fact that, like, they now have to, like, write the storyline, which I absolutely love. I feel like we're going to have this cool parallel of, I'm so sorry, this cool parallel of, like, Eddie being told that he's repressing to going over to Buck's house because Buck is definitely going to be like, no, Maddie left, whatever. Like, that's just something she does. And he's going to like put it in a box and go, my niece needs me. My friend needs me. And just kind of just narrow his mind mindset to like, I just need to focus on this because I, it can't make it about me. Like I, we're not going to make it about me. And Eddie's going to be like, you're repressing. Like you are allow you, you are allowing yourself to feel these emotions. And Buck's going to be like, listen, I make everything about me. This isn't about me. It's about my my month year old niece, like my four month, eighth month, how old, however old she is. I don't know. How I don't know. Work. I don't know the timeline. I, however, well, her- I don't even know if we know her birthday. <sighs> we don't. Born on the show. Yeah. And do so, we know what it is? Uh, if I watch it, like I can maybe piece things together. Uh, but um. I just, I really want that focus of him just kind of brushing off his own emotions until Eddie is like, I know you're upset and you are repressing. And, and I feel like this will tie into when he and uh, Robbie are together as partners. I have this really fun Tumblr post here. Um, <laughs> I, I just screenshot a bunch of things from Tumblr and stuck them directly into my notes because they said them better than I ever could. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is from Tumblr user, um, a, fle- a Fleeting Indecency, um, and they say, um, so 
there's a ton of excitement about Hen working with Eddie because, you know, a lot of people think that's going to be, like, where Eddie, like, comes out or, like, realizes that he's, like, super repressed, um, like, sexuality-wise. But then um, they also have um, hopes for Buck and Ravi, which I'm very excited for them to be partnered anyways. Um, but they say uh, Clipboard Buck is canonically extremely annoying, which, you know, he is. Um, but I love him anyways. And well, then like, Robbie doesn't seem off put by it. And then um, he doesn't like make faces or like beg Chimney to save him. And the only other person who like isn't annoyed by it in the show is Eddie. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there. Um, so when Buck went over to see Christopher, um, Robbie follows him over there instead mm-hmm. of staying with like the Chargers and running the table. So um, they have her like, it's kind of thin evidence. But they think that maybe Robbie wasn't annoyed because he has a little crush on Buck. And then um, going into, like, the coming out arc for, like, Eddie. Because I just think that Buck just is queer and just doesn't tell anyone ever. And he's kind he's of bisexual, exists. 100%. Yeah, no. Oh, yeah. Bi is typically it. I've seen some pan arguments, too, and I, I can get behind that. But, like, they <clears> might just have like Robbie like hit on Buck like and then Buck just says um, I'm flattered and I'm into men but I'm dating someone right now as in Taylor um which would then make it like a super like really awkward like oh uh sorry kind of thing and then um but then we find out that Buck is queer and then I just feel like oh oh he he, he he's oh okay you know kind of thing <laughs> I Go ahead, Maria. No, I was just I was just giggling about the <laughs> that. I I have so many like stupid little headcans about Robbie because we know barely anything of him except for like he gets into the antics of like the one eighteen and he's like I don't know these guys like not that well anyway. Um, that I feel like Robbie comes from a very stable household like like this big family and so when he gets invited over for like the the one eighteen Christmas party at the uh the Nash Grant household. He's like, yeah, like, that's great and all, but, like, I was going to go, like, with my mom and my dad and my sisters and my brothers and my aunts and uncles, and we were going to have this big party. I can drop in maybe for, like, 10 minutes. And they're like, wait, you actually have a, like, good family connections? You you have a (laughs) stable family? What? Um, You don't have a found family? What is this? This isn't part of the show. (laughs) I, I really want Robbie to, like, make a comment to Eddie of like how like cute Buck is or something like that, and for Eddie to just go feral. <laughs> oh, that'd be so funny. No, I really love. I I also really ship Albert and Robbie in my brain in my little like rat pea brain. <laughs> they have never interacted, but I feel like they would be so cute together. <laughs> <laughs> I also I think um, ending of season four. We have that time skip where we see Albert become a firefighter. Um, I think that takes place somewhere in season five, but they just gave us that as like a look, like Eddie's okay. <laughs> also, like Albert's like doing, he wants to be a firefighter too. Like that little, like, please come back for season five. I believe, I, isn't Albert going to be in episode four? Yes. But, but he's if- not on duty during the entire blackout yeah so if he was already a firefighter then like that would be also robbie is on the rooftop with them and so i think he moves to the a shift because i think this is after chim comes back that'd be very interesting for them to do that because that's what i'm 
that's that's what makes sense in my brain that like Ravi is now on the A A shift, replacing Eddie, who is replacing now Chimney. And so then when Chimney comes back to uh the one eighteen, they're like, Ravi, you can just stay on. We just need another firefighter. And they're like, Yo, Albert wants to join. Oh, you know what we didn't say when we were talking about Taylor? Hmm. Hi, honey, I'm home. Oh, God. Okay, Maria got so mad at me when I was watching I, it. I wasn't mad. I was just surprised, honestly. I was, I thought you would have, like, it, we would have, like, similar reactions to I, it. And then I was like, okay, Mel didn't have the same reaction I did. What? Dude, can, I, can I tell you what was running through my brain when I watched it? Yes. <laughs> I, I watched Buck come home to an empty apartment. And then turn on the TV and have this, like, cute little smile and then say, hi, honey, I'm home. And I just thought that was super cute and super adorable. Uh, and I was like, okay, finally, he has someone. Uh, and then and then you explained it to me in a very different way. And I was like, oh, my goodness, you're right. <laughs> I I was – but I, I was just happy for him to be smiling. Um, but I also – there's also this whole thing of, like, um, if we were to view Eddie and Buck – in a very similar lighting. Uh, Buck's line, Hi, honey, I'm home, is very uh, 1940s, 1960s. Yeah. Uh, it's a very, you come home, like the man says, Hi, honey, I'm home, you know, that whole thing. It's a very like um, proper family household saying versus Eddie, he has that proper family household. He has the, the beautiful woman, the son, and instead of having that he breaks up with anna anna and anna and anna Anna. and then go go back i'm i'm gonna do a parallel um tell the parallel go back um a couple of seasons to whenever they're having the party at eddie's and buck's just like it's just eddie's house i'm not really a guest here versus i think it's time Uh, for you to go home which i i did make those stickers of hi honey i'm home and maybe you should go home. Um, and I didn't mean when I made it, I didn't mean to use like the bi colors for Buck. I was just using colors that complemented. And then I like finished the design and I was like, oh my goodness. I literally created art. The whole like 1960s like thing, it that's where it made me feel like he was just like being like sarcastic about it. But he said it in such a cute, soft way. He he likes Taylor. He really does. He does. Yeah. He really does. But I just I don't think they can ever be what the other one wants out of this. Yeah. yeah. I think they want two different things and they need to kind of set expectations. The way that I'm seeing Taylor and Buck break up is after Maddie leaves, he kind of just shuts himself off and he just comes to Taylor and he's like, I think we should break up because like you are you're eventually going to leave me. Everybody leaves me. Uh, and then he's going to be like, do you love me? And she's going to say like, we've been dating for only like this many months. Like, how can I love you? And it's like, well, do you? It's like, well, no. Jump forward to what we know about like the hostage situation. Taylor is somewhere. She was on set, the actress, right? Not for like the scene that like everybody saw with like. It's going to be, I feel like it's going to be after. But there's, there's like pictures of her in the hospital, right? Yeah. I feel like that might be after. Wait, the hostage situation. Like both, maybe mm-hmm. like both mm-hmm. Eddie and Buck are in the hospital or something. Because because Lou's there, so obviously like there is a detective need to question things. Someone said that the hostage situation takes place at the hospital. I think that makes sense based on like the little tiny bit. I wonder if Taylor's in on the hostage situation and Buck yelling Eddie's name 
is going to be Taylor's oh moment of like I see I think when they do break up that they're still gonna remain friends and Taylor's still gonna stay on the show 100% that's what I want that's everything I want I someone was fighting me on this of like why does Taylor need to be on the show like everything we need to know comes from like dispatchers but here's the thing like we found out so much from Taylor because we're seeing it from Maddie's point of view we are seeing it from Michael's point of view these people who aren't like it's not just for the audience but it's for the characters in the show to know what's going on and Taylor does that great job because they constantly have reporters everyone's just mad as Taylor yeah I don't I think um Taylor would just break up with Buck because it's like she noticed that something was not working anymore whereas um Anna noticed that something wasn't working anymore or maybe she'd be trying to make in on it for a while and she made three salads and about a bajillion muffins (laughs) I really want Lena Bosco to come back and I want Lena and Taylor to date. These are things that I want. Will I get? Yes. Will you? Yes. Okay. Uh, so, I think Fox so here, you. No, here's the thing. Here's the thing. <laughs> it was my birthday on Monday. I turned 21. We established this. I said, um, Harry's going to be safe. He's going to be okay. I said, Anna and Eddie are going to break up. And I said, Maddie is going to leave. These are three things that I know are going to happen. I said that way before the episode came out and then they all happened and everyone came flocking to me from like the corners of TikTok and they're like, you manifested this. Can you manifest buddy? Used your powers of manifestation sure. to give us buddy. And I was like, that I'm working on it. I'm lighting the <laughs> I'm trying. I, I have my, my supernatural tarot cards. Like I have my incense. I'm working on it. I have normal tarot cards. If we just keep going, we can. Yeah. We I also, I also work with candles every day in my stupid little body care store. So, so I'm, I'm working on it guys. Like, don't worry. I'm working on manifesting buddy, but there's like a lot of things that I do want. And I, I want Taylor to date a woman. What if, uh, the hostage situation if we're going with the, that's where like they have their little realization of oh this isn't gonna work because I want different things um and like you're more concerned about Eddie than you ever will be about me in a like relationship sense and he's like yeah I've like she's like I didn't know you were like gay like you you date a lot alone and he's like no I'm like I'm bi I've been bi for like ever obviously they have an out and she's like oh well same <laughs> and that's just it i that's feel like conversation by women in media we have a lot more of because uh you have you know the straight white males who love women on women absolutely oh. love that but the second it's a man kissing another man they're like oh that's gay like okay oh. what um and so bisexual men when they are presented they will have bisexual men really lean into like a feminine side and so i think it'd be really amazing to see like a bisexual pansexual uh evan buckley who is the same he's the same person and a gay eddie diaz who is the same person (laughs) i saw a picture on uh uh tumblr that somebody labeled like um the big three uh lgb and it was a picture yeah. of Eddie Cannon. <laughs> do we have any like head cannons for what we think is going to happen in the next episode other than uncle buck and repression and chimney just unsure of what to do um i have one um i also okay 
I don't know if this is just me seeing so much stuff on Twitter about the same topic over and over again, but the homecoming float oh, yeah. parade and the two girls that like they're best like their best friends and one of them dies and apparently someone messes up but i also think like the two girls are actually like in love with each other and this yeah. is another like eddie yeah. like, going oh this is yeah. eddie's uh um what's it called buck love what's it called a uh, uh, buck actually this is his buck actually gay moment where you had Michelle and um, the gay men who died to jumpstart. Yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Michelle and something. It's going to come. And- Thomas. Michelle and Thomas. And you know what? Uh, the one of them tells Buck that uh, you don't find a family, you make it. Yeah. And you know, you know what? You know what Eddie is so scared of? Making a family. No, finding a family that's already ready for him. He, he's perfectly fine with making one, apparently. He just doesn't want to, he doesn't want a ready-made one, as he puts it, which I think is very funny because it makes me think of, like, microwave dinners. <laughs> I Microwave dinner. Absolutely love that. I know, it's, it's, it's a salad. <laughs> <laughs> Pre-made salads. Wait, hold on. She made fruit salad, bean salad, tuna salad. Salad salad. And salad salad. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I went on Twitter because Maria was talking about it, and I typed 911 on Fox because I don't know how to use Twitter. Um, do not teach me how. I don't need that power. Um, but you don't want first, it. I don't want it. I don't need it. Uh, Twitter scares me. I've seen what it can do. Um, I The first post I saw was, Athena, don't play about Bobby at all. How many shots was that? Which is true. She shot that man was like can you it save was five him? by the way <laughs> can you save I wrote it him down. and then he it was five and then he like and then he's dead and she's like well dang <laughs> well we tried but the second the second he was like i'm gonna kill bobby right here right now she was like mm-mm, mm-mm, that's my man but jeff then saying like the gun was even loaded like boy like listen what was she supposed to do you know she can't just sit around and hope that things aren't loaded yeah like that's on you you're the one like if, if he's like i'm gonna like when they like look back on this they're gonna say the gun wasn't loaded you aimed a gun whether it's loaded or not nobody knows at a civilian at least this time she didn't go in with no body cam and nothing she had five witnesses, witnesses. and she's um on the phone with 911 because may and josh are listening so the whole thing is documented. And Suits. Sue. And Sue. Sue's and there too. Is she? Okay. So like, th- there's a lot of people who listen to this and like, it's documented what happened both visually she, and She's definitely audio. learned from her mistakes. Like that was, a, that was a character development that I saw with Athena. Yes. Yeah. And I hope that she carries that with her. That she, she carries the things that Jeff said to her in the courthouse with her and tries to grow as a person and as an officer and as a sergeant. If I see her do one more illegal thing and go, uh, I'm a cop, I'm going to be like, Athena, no, honey. Honey, pull Not today. <laughs> and then one more side note before we end here. Um, Josh Russo looks so good. Did he? I didn't, I, he was on oh. screen for like two seconds. I didn't pay attention. In those, in those two seconds that he was on screen, he looked really good. Like, I, I, I can't think of the actor who plays Josh, but like, he just looks really good. Okay. 
I'll take your word for it. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm with Dal on this one. I can okay, I can picture the scene in my brain of it. He just looks re- like I'm not trying to like objectify him at all, but he just looks really good. Okay, well on on that note, um thank you for listening to our giant mess and uh, Maria, thank you so much for joining us. Of course. Thanks for our faithful listeners who listen to all of that. Um oh god, it was a mess. If if you have any like thoughts or questions, concerns, insults, we do have a uh, a Gmail. <laughs> Did you just invite people to insult us Listen, through our own email? When, when I was in my live, I was like, any thoughts, questions, concerns, insults, send them my way. Like, I want to hear them. Uh, but if you have any of that, like, please, like, email us. Like, if you have, like, a thought that you really want to talk about, if you have a salagory that you want oh, yeah. us you to, like, no, Please send me salad thoughts. Please. Or, like, any any of those, like, massive thoughts where you're like, I need to dump this somewhere. Please email it to us. We absolutely love uh, reading those and hearing those as as you can tell like a lot of this stuff was from twitter and tumblr yeah um we absolutely love it we do have an uh email uh we didn't say it yet um it is uh del and mel podcast at gmail.com thank you so much and everyone like please follow maria on tiktok um was it 13 sp no it's, it's, it's some combination it's maria of it's maria spn 13 <laughs> i was like i know these three words are in it uh please follow her on tiktok she has Twelve thousand followers. Yeah, I just hit twelve thousand. Yeah, gay. That's He's awesome. The most thank famous you, one you. here. I kind of feel like I know. I'm like how like me Star with my status. three thousand, you with your like eight thousand, and then there's Maria. Like I think this should be like the Maria show. Yeah, Maria's <laughs> here, and we're just her guest stars. Yeah, like <laughs> I I'm always like so like awkward. Like Dell was like I know like Maria, and I was like, how do you know Maria? Like, <laughs> Like how do like I was like how do I even like know you like how did we even begin talking? I feel so like in what's the word I'm looking for insignificant among these like amazing people who've been doing this much longer than I have. Well, you weren't part of the supernatural brain rot brain rot influx of like November. November. <laughs> I was just trying minding my own Lucky business. Doc, <laughs> yeah, that's that's how we all know each other because we all went insane at the exact same time. And so follow Dell if you don't already. Um, you don't have to follow me. No, no, you're the only <laughs> one with an actual like nine one one account. Yeah, I, I don't know I how I became it. But you're the only one who actually like that's your thing. I, I don't know, like yeah, I don't know how I do know how it happened. I, I keep going like I wanna do this other thing. And then everyone's like, Well, what do you think about this thing on nine one one? I was like, Oh, let me talk about that really quick and then I forget about the thing I was gonna do. Like I was going to do like a rewatch to psych. Uh, because I really love that show. Oh, such a great show! And it just didn't pan out because I was like, but but now one behind the scenes is posting all this content, and I don't have time yeah. to like, yeah. So I just make whatever I want now because um I'm like I'm still in Supernatural fandom and like things happen in all the time, but like when there's nothing happening, I just post about whatever I want and it doesn't get as many views because that's not what people follow me for. But oh well, they just have to deal with it. Oh well. <laughs> Well, you suck. suck. Yeah, I know. You followed me, and now you now you can't unfollow me. Once you follow me, you're stuck. Yeah, um, I can't actually enforce that. Okay. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you. We look forward to talking with y'all next week. Hopefully, yeah, Buck hopefully. goes ham, Eddie goes feral, and Shim is just the press. Okay. Bye. Bye. <laughs> oh God. I. This is gonna take so long to fucking edit. <laughs> Please put that in like the ending. <laughs> This is the very last bit, yeah.